2: Coach Joyce here, I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Dr. Cindy Collin, her friends and family. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends and family worldwide. And that means Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the hour to empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log in to JoyceBarryandFriends.com, Barry, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. you want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber, and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. And we mean ever, ever, ever. And our rocky music isn't going on. Here we go. <laughs> Folks, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. What a guest, what a show, what a topic. We have with us Dr. Cindy Collins. She's a Ph.D. in health uh, psychology, RD, which is a registered dietitian, CSO, which is board certified in oncology, ld n state license for nutrition. Having said her titles, let me share a bit about Dr. Collins. For the patient and family, she has over 30 years' experience. In the hospice, nutrition, psychology, and education fields. Her expertise is expansive with years of medical experience in acute, chronic, and terminal illness. Dr. Cindy has also focused on wellness, grief, and relationship issues. She works with the patient as well as caretakers, friends, and family. Cindy says there is a difference between fad and popular health. Programs and professional care from truly experienced professionals. She examines that difference every day and specializes in providing legitimate care to those in need. Her podcast will illustrate this difference. She is offering this exceptionally unique service through her website, www.creationbalance.com. Welcome to the show, my friend Dr. Cindy Collins.
3: Good morning, Joyce. Thank you very much and thank you for that wonderful introduction. How are you today? I'm just fine because you're on the air.
2: Thank you. <laughs> that's that's good reason for anyone to be in good spirits. So Dr. Collins, today we're going to talk about motivation to move. Dr. Collins will motivate and inspire you to move. Exercise is an essential component to good health and a healthy lifestyle, says Dr. Collins. Set realistic goals and make daily exercise a priority. No excuses. Get support. Don't procrastinate. Start now. And Coach Joyce here, you know my mantra, if not now, when? Okay, Dr. Collins, start moving with this show.
3: All right, here we go. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that welcome to everybody who's listening. And the reason that I was interested in doing this particular show is because I see so many people in my neighborhood every morning when I drive out to work who are either walking, riding their bikes, or, you know, doing some form of exercise. And I realize everyone is getting more and more interested in it, but I wanted to entitle this The Motivation to Move because I want to stress that it doesn't take the agility of necessarily doing doing strong aerobics or bike riding or playing tennis, that just movement itself is what we're finding out in the research now is what's important, anything that keeps the circulation going.
2: And how important is that, Dr. Collins, the movement? I know a lot of people that are couch potatoes.
3: Yes. So even on the couch there are things to do, which is actually funny you say that because every day I have at least one patient and I talk to them about what you can do while you're watching TV. But if we really thought about the fact that high blood pressure, other cardiac diseases, high cholesterol, diabetes, that those things are prohibited or prevented by just movement, not necessarily heavy exercise, Even our overall longevity is increased with exercising. And what I find especially exciting is that we now have research showing some type of movement or activity increases our cognitive functioning, which means your thinking, your memory, your acuity, as well as creativity and self-image. So with all of those wonderful benefits, doing some sort of movement and getting it worked into your daily life is really important for everybody. Uh, it is very
2: important for everybody, but I really think that people don't get it on some level. If they're, I, I include myself, I'm a couch potato too, quite often, and I like potatoes. So put the two potatoes together; it's <laughs> not a good formula for health.
3: All right. Well, I want to get into nutrition as well, but with movement, I think what's hard for so many people is to stay motivated. Um, There are a lot of reasons not to exercise. And as soon as you give yourself that first excuse, you know, not to do what you have planned, I think it gets easier and easier not to. So I started searching some of the different popular magazines and popular websites to see what they're saying about how we can keep ourselves motivated. The three most obvious and most common ways to stay motivated is to realize how it is good for your health but to pick something that you like. In other words, you have to enjoy what you're doing. If you really don't enjoy a certain type of activity or if you don't enjoy sweating, you don't enjoy being in a group, you prefer to be alone, you need to know exactly what you like, which kind of requires trying different things, finding out what you really enjoy to do. The second of the three that are so important is possibly to make this exercise or activity non-negotiable. In other words, you plan to do it, and you don't allow anything else to get in the way of that. You decide that that day or that time you are going to do the exercise. And then the third most common point is to meet a friend. It's so much easier when you have a buddy, somebody who's going to exercise as well. They keep you accountable, and they keep, uh, really give you good company while you're exercising too. You know, you
2: mentioned about enjoying it. I so agree with you on that, how important it is to enjoy what you're doing. I have not yet figured out how to enjoy exercise. I haven't figured that one out. So do you have any points on what you would tell people like me uh, that never really uh, put my heart and soul into exercise because I don't enjoy it?
3: I do. I think um, so often we're thinking, well, we got to see some payoff, first of all. And if you're hanging on to a payoff that's far in the distance, like knowing it will decrease heart disease, for example. Well, that's a great idea. It's a great concept. But who really feels that at the moment that you're doing something? I mean, it's kind of hard to be sweating on a bike or out in the sun, and especially the humidity we have down here and thinking, wow, this is going to pay off later. (laughs) You know, I really think it's important to find something where even after 15 minutes, you feel better in some way. You feel good for yourself or you, you feel more relaxed because you've stretched your muscles, something like that, which brings something else up, 15 minutes. Why not allow yourself to do something for a short a period as even 15 or 20 minutes? See, years ago we kept giving these recommendations <clears throat> Excuse me, to exercise for an hour at a time and that if you didn't, you weren't really burning fat or you weren't really conditioning your heart. But all of that has changed, and there's a really great new Time Magazine edition out right now. It's a special edition. If you'll look through that, you can find it in the bookstore, you'll see that every bit of movement counts, even if you just decide to do 10 minutes of stretching. That actually helps. Put some music on, do some stretching. You'll feel better even within 10 minutes. We believe it increases your endorphins. The heavy exercise doesn't do that. It's the lighter exercise that actually increases the endorphins, which are those feel-good chemicals, you know, in the brain. But um, in order to know what makes you feel good, you do have to try different things. Try it out and see.
2: Again, Cindy, what I would find very valuable, you're watching television. How do you incorporate exercise? Uh, You're not moving around. You're at a computer. I bet there's ways to wiggle your toes and do that so you can keep moving.
3: Right. So let's think about the couch potato. So there you are sitting on the couch watching the TV, and you could, for example, simply lift uh, one leg, in other words, just you have your legs bent. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you lift your foot up into the air and hold your foot up until your legs start shaking. It could be a minute, and for some people it could be 10 minutes. But even doing one leg at a time, switching legs for a total of, let's say, 15 minutes, you've just worked very good muscle relaxation and also some toning in your thighs. Also sitting on the couch watching TV, You could get two heavy books, or you could get resistance bands, which are those thin, long bands you could get at any sports store, even at Target or Walmart. You wrap those around your hand, and you don't have to do any big movements. Just pull them apart in front of you, lift your arms up into the air. On the computer now, they're telling everyone to do something that's called the W. So the W is your right hand and your left hand going up in the air, And your head is the center of the W. Just by lifting your arms up into the air with the resistance band or not, you're doing great exercise for your upper body. You're increasing circulation and breathing. And you haven't even gotten up off the couch yet. So couch exercises, I probably should start a new class called couch exercises because many people really don't want to go to a class or be bothered to be somewhere other than the home. Or maybe they can't get out. And this is a way that you can exercise even on the couch.
2: Wow, that's very good information for people that love television and hate exercising. Before you continue, I'd just like you to talk a bit about Reese Patterson Um, because I know he's such an advocate of exercise, which the form he uses is tennis every day. Share about his age and what he does to survive, because I know him through you, Dr. Collins. So why don't you inspire people with his story?
3: Okay. Uh, Reese Patterson, and we both know him, is actually Dr. Patterson, and he was in a busy medical practice when he was diagnosed with stomach cancer. And the story that he tells, which is so interesting, is that he actually was very close to dying, and one of his friends asked him to come out on the tennis court, to which he said, well, I think, you know, if I do that, you'll end up killing me. And he said, well, I think you're dying anyway. So he got back out on the tennis court just to be in the environment of the thing you know that you used to like to do. He sat on a chair on the tennis court and became completely re-inspired about maybe one day getting back out there and playing tennis. So the story he tells is that he started little by little lifting very, very light weights, walking around his driveway at home, which was all he could manage to do. The more he started just moving and getting his body exercising at that level, the more he began to eat and able to absorb and, and really utilize the food he was eating, Pretty soon he just shocked everybody because he got back out on the tennis court playing tennis, even winning titles, which maybe we can't all achieve that level of exercise. But now he's managed to survive over 30 years with a prognosis that was basically zero. So um, he's such an exercise advocate now because he really believes that the message you give your body is a message of health. And exercise increases your motivation to live and your motivation to overcome all kinds of aches and pains, and especially aging. He's in his 90s now. And um, and he talks a lot about the fact that as you are aging, you can maintain your bone health, maintain your posture, maintain just your agility to move around the house even with light exercises. And this is a person who doesn't go to the gym. This is a person who learned to do it, in his own home, and I've seen him show other patients how to be in their kitchen doing push-ups and all kinds of um, resistance exercises simply with using their countertops in the kitchen. So I think now, you know, a lot of people are calling that functional exercise, and that's a great idea if you can find somebody in your community that teaches functional exercise. Folks,
2: Dr. Patterson is beyond extraordinary. If you want to hear his story in his own words, just go to Joyce Barry, B A R R I E, and friends.com. And on the upper right of the home page, uh, there's a search bar. Just type in his name, Reese Patterson. And the shows that he's done, one with Dr. Collins, one, a couple with me, those shows, in his words, will come up. It is beyond extraordinary, his story of miracle survival. Back to you, Dr.
3: Collins. Another interesting thing that I found out about motivation to exercise is not the usual, not the most common, but um, some people really unless they have money on the line you know they're not interested in following through so for a long time people have thought if you pay for a class or pay for a gym you're more likely to go and utilize it right well that's true for some people but I also have met a lot of people who are long term members of gyms that they never attend so that doesn't really work for everyone but there's a great new website called stickk so it's spelled this way uppercase s t i c k and then uppercase k Dot com and what you do is you actually put money on yourself you bet on yourself that you can achieve whatever you decide it's going to be a day of exercise an hour a week an hour three times a week you know maybe a total of 150 minutes for the week of exercise and you actually are betting on yourself so you'll receive rewards monetary rewards rewards meaning your own money back if you follow through with your exercise, I thought that was a very novel idea. Very novel, but I want
2: to make sure I got it right. Stick, the word stick, capital S, lowercase t i c k, uppercase k dot com. Is that correct?
3: That's correct.
2: What does the second K stand for? Stick K.
3: Now that you've said it, I actually don't remember what the uppercase K was for. Because I'm, I'm <laughs>
2: imagining that the website. <laughs> Should have been sticktoit.com. Right. Would, would have made it easier, unless you know sometimes what a letter stands for. It, it's mm-hmm. much easier to remember when you do know. Stickk.com. I would have said, as a coach, I would say go to sticktoit.com.
3: Well, while we're talking, I have a computer in front of me. I'll be looking it up for us and see what it is.
2: And that's okay. While you're doing that, folks, You hear how important this show is for a healthy lifestyle. Uh, I just want to share with you that every day we have great shows that are very valuable and make a positive difference. And in the wise words of our health guru, Beverly Nadler, here's why you should be listening every day. Come on, Beverly.
0: Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way ...will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family... They'll be so pleased to know, and let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do invite you
2: to partner up with us in having that happen. Do go to that website, Joyce Barry and B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. The upper right is your search bar for any guest. You could type in Dr. Cindy Collins, and her other shows will come up as well. And on the left side is my picture, and right under that, you'll see it says follow, and if you click on that, you'll know about every guest, every show, every topic. You need not miss any of them, because if you can't join us when we are live at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, you can uh, go right to our archives on that website and hear what you want, when you want to. 24-7, you can download, play any show. So do become a follower. That's JoyceBarryandFriends.com Back to you, Dr. Collins.
3: Thank you. Well, I found out what the K stands for. So it turns out that the letter K is the shorthand symbol for contract. So this is basically the, the basis behind the idea here is that you're making a contract and that people typically do stick to contracts. So that's what the letter is. Well, I didn't, didn't take shorthand, you did you? you?
2: you? Well, I knew shorthand when I was in high school. Yes, I did. (laughs) I did know shorthand in high school. Uh, I don't remember any of it now. (laughs) Shorthand (laughs) for contract. But you're saying you're betting. So where is the money going? Are you betting online and it goes to a charity? How does that
3: work? Well, that it doesn't exactly explain here, except that um, that's a good question. I'll have to look further into it to finding that out. But you're basically betting on yourself and you even get to set your own goals. So you're giving yourself goals and you can share it with other people if you want them to see your community, you know, so that they can see what you're doing. It's very it's a very I'm, intriguing idea. It is, but I must say
2: I would never bet on myself when it comes to exercise. That's <laughs> not my forte. I I'm many, try to- many, many other Things I would, but not exercise. I'd bet well, on the other side.
3: <laughs> I would like to try to change that for you. Here, here's another interesting idea. So a lot of people are counting their steps, and we used to do this using pedometers. Now, of course, everyone has either a Fitbit or another type of watch or even your own phone. You can put an app on your phone, and as long as you're carrying it with you in your pocket or something like that, you can count up your steps for the day. It's amazing how motivating that is for a lot of individuals. So at the end of the day, many people tell me, let's say they have a goal of 4,000 steps that day, which is not a lot, believe it or not, just walking around maybe at a job or going to the grocery. If they see that they're at 350, they'll do 50 other steps by taking a short walk just to be sure they hit that 400. And then if you have any sort of competitive spirit in you at all, you'll want to beat that number the next day and then beat it again and again. And the Japanese are the first ones who um, establish the fact that 10,000 steps a day are what we need for general health or in order to avoid diabetes. And they did it with a very, very large study. Typically, if you buy um, a Fitbit or a program for walking, they will tell you to try to reach 10,000 steps a day. Could you explain the correlation
2: of diabetes and exercise?
3: Absolutely. Um, I've even worked with patients who have diabetes. We've seen their blood sugar high and have them get on the treadmill, do some exercise, walking, maybe even a little bit of a fast walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes, test their blood sugar again, and see it come down. So when your body is exercising, you have to have energy. And the only place your cells in all of your tissues, your muscles, your lungs, etc., can get the energy from is from your blood sugar. So as you're exercising, you are literally pulling blood sugar, glucose, from your blood into the cells in order to fuel the cell to do its work. So you're lowering what's left in the blood. You lower the blood sugar left in the blood, left in the circulation, because instead it's in the cell doing its job there. Exercise and diabetes is directly related, even without weight loss, just the exercise itself.
2: Wow, I just learned something. Didn't know that. Uh, I can't imagine talking to you at any time, Dr. Collins, without learning something. I'm going to go to my board, and let's see. uh, We have several callers here. 772-418. Would that be Carrie?
3: Yes, that will be.
2: Carrie, uh, what would you like to share with Dr. Collins
0: or ask Dr. Collins? I heard about the 10,000 steps. Uh, What if I don't make that 10,000 steps? Is that okay? What if I do other uh, physical activity like, say, um,
3: swimming? Is that okay? It's absolutely okay. So the 10,000 steps was designed mainly because everybody – most people are typically walking at some point in their day swimming is an excellent exercise when you're swimming you're getting a full body exercise every muscle in the body is working your lungs are working and you're getting great circulation also, a lot of people don't realize that swimming is considered a resistance exercise because you're going against the water, for example, and it even builds bone density. So swimming is excellent, and you could set a goal with swimming and keep that goal every day, like maybe 10 laps, 50 laps, whatever you can, you know, you can do, and try to beat the goal. It's kind of the beating of the goal that becomes so fun with swimming.
0: Okay, sounds great. Thank you so much. You're
2: welcome. Uh, Carrie, uh, do you work with Dr. Collins? Yes, I do. Is there anything you would like to say about what it's like in working directly with her?
0: Dr. Collins is very wonderful, very knowledgeable. I enjoy working every day with her. I do uh, get a lot of knowledge that... I'm able to use in my day-to-day life for my own self as well as uh,
3: talking with patients. Thank you, Carrie. That's so nice of you. I've really enjoyed having you work with me too. We act, we recommend a lot of exercise for patients, even those who are debilitated, right? Correct. Okay.
2: Thank you for calling in, and thank you for the wonderful testimonial. I know how awesome Dr. Collins is. She's an amazing person. Love having her on the show. Appreciate your calling in to share that. Okay, let's see who who else we have here. Uh, Here's a five six one number seven eight nine. What is your name, and where are you calling from? 561789, is there something you wanted to ask Dr. Collins or share with her? Okay, that person wishes to remain anonymous, so let's go to the next one. Um, Let's see. And then while I'm looking for the next one, I'm trying to see who wants to be on. Some of them uh, didn't actually put number one to be in the health, uh, in the queue but they that's oftentimes cuz they forget to do that. Uh, so Dr. Collins, is there anything else
3: you yeah, want to I share with I would like ahead. to share something else. Um I think, you know, we're always looking at the physical benefits of exercise, which obviously are very important, but I want to accentuate again that the new research is showing how important some form of movement, some form of activity is is for our cognitive ability. And, and the reason why I want to accentuate that is because there are a lot of people who are very aware of the risk of uh, senility alzheimer 's um, even early alzheimer 's now, and especially if you have experienced it in your own family or with your loved ones, you know everyone is very interested in knowing what can we do to prevent this so i'm really excited about the new research that shows that the more active you are, the more active your mind is as well, and especially in increasing creativity, I think that's some fascinating new information so Um, Those of you who are doing crossword puzzles and Sudoku and um, maybe words with friends and all the other mental games that you're doing, maybe playing cards and things like that, don't forget that even just your movement is helping your cognitive function as well. It might even just be that you take the stairs or you park further out from the door or that you get up more often, don't let yourself sit longer than 20 minutes without at least getting up and moving to refill a glass of water or you know, do even do anything that you need to do to just move your body. It's not good to sit too long. We even have studies that follow people who sit all day, and they compare those who are sitting at their desk or sitting on a couch or a chair versus those who simply get up to use the restroom to go eat, to uh, maybe uh, turn the air down, whatever, any kind of movement itself. In the comparison, you see much better blood flow to the brain if you're doing some sort of movement.
2: Uh, It's it's amazing when you have radar for what can I do to keep moving. You think about uh, walking up to the car when someone's driving you uh, and, and going with them to get the car. Uh, When you have the opposite mindset, you stand right in front of wherever you are and they come around and pick you up right there. So there's a mentality of looking for every shortcut not to move when you don't like moving and uh, versus the mentality, okay, here's the stairs, one flight up, I'll walk. The other person is thinking, well, one flight, I might as well take the elevator.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: really all in your mind, your headset. So how do you get people to convert from the negative mindset to the positive mindset?
3: You know, that's not an easy thing to do, and and that's where I do recommend that you get perhaps even just for one or two visits a personal trainer or someone who does yoga will do it one-on-one with you because until you experience it, it's very hard to really see yourself, you know, having some benefit from the movement. I think y I think, and also another thing that helps some people is to log what they're doing. I recommend often to just in your calendar or your date book or have a nice pad of your own, write down what you did do that day. Give yourself a positive reward even for moving something, uh even picking up your groceries. One of the patients in one of my groups often talks about just emptying the dishwasher. Think about the fact that you're moving, you're bending, you're lifting, you're twisting. Think about the activity that you're already doing and give yourself a positive reward for it. That might stimulate you to do more as time goes on. I think that that's probably one of the best ways to get out of the negative outlook. I know another way. I just need to have you
2: move in with me, Dr. Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the studio lines again. Here we have 813-451. What is your name?
3: Hi, this is Mary.
2: And, Mary, do you have a comment for Dr. Collins or a question?
3: I have a question. My trainer and my coach both said that my muscles are like sponges after I work out. So I shouldn't be eating sugar after. Is that true? Um, what kind of workout are you doing? I um I'm swimming. You're swimming, okay. So sponges in the sense that you've increased your circulation and so you're receiving more blood. I think that's what they would mean by sponges. and um, Because the concept I'm also thinking about is that right after exercising, when you have new circulation, is the best time to eat protein. And you want to eat more protein because the actual – chemical when you're eating protein becomes more muscle if you work your muscles you literally are building more muscle fiber you wouldn't want to eat sugar in the sense that you don't need to store more sugar at that point than as fat so that's probably why they're giving you a recommendation not to eat a lot of sugar at that point would it be okay to do those protein bars that they sell at the nutrition store Definitely. I think the protein bars are a great idea. Um, The only thing I would say is make sure you know to read labels because a lot of protein bars are a bit deceiving. They could have a lot of sugar in them as well. So when you look at the label and you see the sugar level, make sure you have something that's under 15 grams of sugar and try to get something that has at least 15 grams of protein. That would be your better bet. You might even want to switch to a protein drink only because right after exercising, um, the stomach is not always ready to receive food. You know, it's better to eat your food or drink your food when you're in a restful state. So unless you might wait maybe 15, 20 minutes and then start eating. So, but fluid is much easier on the stomach. So you might look at a protein shake as well. Thank you. Does that help your question? Okay. It does. Thank you. You're
2: welcome. And thank you for calling in. (laughs) We appreciate that. Uh, For those of you who are listening to the show today and say, wow, I've really not been into exercise, but. Each thing that Dr. Collins is sharing is motivating me more and more, and I know I will get to it someday. I will exercise someday. Listen to all these reasons why I should. So for those of you who actually believe there is a someday, I wrote this just for you. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. This was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. I became very sure that something was wrong. No, someday on my calendar all along, I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday, I kept telling me. It was someday, I kept telling you, that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, Someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that Someday would never, ever show up? There wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it. It would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and Sunday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when? So, Dr. Collins, what do you tell people to get them off their butt, B-U-T and B-U-T-T? Because they're waiting for someday and it's not going to happen.
3: Exactly. I, I really love your concept of someday, and that's exactly it. Someday is today. I wonder how many people don't even realize, and we have to really sit and think about it, how many things we plan to do, you know, someday, Right. And we keep putting it off. I, and your idea, by the way, since the first time I heard the Someday poem, I just want to thank you for that because I've actually had patients sit down and I've asked them to make a Sunday, Someday book and write out what are the things you in your mind you think you're going to do someday. Then when we meet back again, we talk about, well, how about doing them now? Why are we waiting for Someday? Why? And if these things are really in your heart or if you know they're very important for your health, Let's do them now. Because there are a lot of buts, aren't there? B-U-T, so many buts. But this, the time, the money, the inclination. It's so easy not to do things. And I really want to stress that the first time you allow yourself to make that excuse, it's easier to do it every other time. So um, it's so important to reward yourself. We do that with children. We reward them when they do the right thing. I think self-reward and self-talk is so important. For me, even just checking off of my date book that I did do the exercise that was there, I put it in as an appointment as if it's somebody scheduled there. Well, there is somebody. It's me. And I do my exercise, and even I make a little check there, and I feel very fulfilled that I did something. I completed it. I think finding a reward system is super important. You won't be so focused on all the butts. Right.
2: And it is true what you said. There are so many buts to not get off your butt. Absolutely true. Uh, when you said something about a book, what you want to do someday, it is funny you said that. I was given this beautiful book, all blank pages. The book was called Someday. On an, every single page, it says Someday I Will. And I took that book, and every single page where it had someday, I started doing this journal, and over the word someday, I put what I I had, I will, I left I will, and covered it up with hearts or angels, whatever it is that visually, and I have this amazing book of every dream I have, everything I want to do, and it's so inspiring, and it's so beautiful uh, that I just love looking at it. I I love creating it. Whenever I saw any kind of quotes in a book uh, that were powerful, because I'm a collector of quotes, I have been since junior high school. So I have a book of beautiful quotes and beautiful pictures of every single thing that I want uh, and the words, if not now, when, everything that is motivating. So I found this book. Actually, it was a gift, as I said, but I found it to be uh, Extraordinary and and, and just making me feel good and being on a positive track. What do you think about that, Cindy? People can make their own
3: yes i think that's superb what a wonderful enhancement on the idea i think that's so wonderful that book sounds publishable like something other people would gain from reading the inspiration but yet i think you're saying that the fact that you did it yourself that you put somewhere everything that you saw or heard about that was inspiring and then you kept a log of it that's beautiful that's really beautiful Now I have to meet up
2: with you soon so I could show you the book and share it so it will give you ideas to inspire your people. I just want you to know that book means so much to me because it is me. It's not someone's goals for me. It is me that I said, uh, I told my sister, who I'm the closest to, that when I pass, I want that book in my hand in the coffin. I did say that. And I don't think that way at all. But that's how much that book means to me. It is me. I love sharing it with people.
3: That's really beautiful. Do you think that we could start a book like that that would be for exercise or movement or health itself, like just only a someday book on health?
2: Well, we could if we partner up this way. You write all the health (laughs) exercise. (laughs) stuff. I won't be able to contribute anything there, but I'll write the quotes and and the visuals and, you know, with my decades of coaching, the motivational (laughs) part. We have to get together because I do want to share that book with you.
3: Well, okay, but I thought for a moment I might have found a way to motivate you to exercise, but so far I'm, I'm not doing well.
2: <laughs> no, well, I went into, since I, I've not been motivated, I uh, checked myself into outpatient rehab. So twice a week I do go to this rehab center where I have this wonderful trainer, Chris. I love working with him. So that's what I enjoy. And I've been in rehab twice before, another uh, different clinic and I work with Alex and Tremaine. Again, extraordinary trainers. I want to say that most people go into these rehab centers and they make an appointment and they get who they get. But when I find anyone in any field extraordinary, I stick with them. So I went straight to the people in charge and I said, these are the people I want to work with. So my appointments were always with the people that made it enjoyable, that made it fun. So kudos to Alex, Tremaine, and Chris, people I really love working.
3: Absolutely, that's great Find somebody who's a buddy as well Like if you're not going into rehab Maybe that is another good reason To have a buddy Whether it's a neighbor or a friend Or a family member Somebody who's encouraging Uh, Let's see
2: who we also have on the board 561 that I called on before 789 we got disconnected Uh, Would you like to share your name And a question or comment For Dr. Collins
4: Can Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, hi, this is Harvey. Uh, just a, a couple of uh, uh, suggestions. One of the things about uh, dealing with a lot of these issues, is the person needs to have an overall strategy and some detailed tactics. And one of the good tactics I use is uh, a software app for a cell phone called Coach Me, And you can program it very easily with a schedule of, uh, I want to do my uh, – five-minute chair yoga exercise at uh, 10 in the morning and 2 in the afternoon. Uh, You can tell it to uh, remind me to get up and walk around the desk for five minutes uh, every hour on the 20-minute mark, whatever you choose. In this way, you have a personal little coach that's always there that stimulates you a little bit, just enough to get up. Eventually, it's going to be such an annoyance. You're going to go up either and do it or shut it off. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you know it's good for you, you'll use it
3: Well, I have a question about that That's a great idea Thank you for calling in um, do, So you put into the Coach Me the What you want Does it alarm you when it's time to do it, basically? Or does it talk to you yeah, while it's, you're it's exercising? Your no-
4: yeah, it sent you a notification It says, now's the time to get up and do your yoga exercise uh, okay. Whatever it is that you pre-programmed there You can tell it for the time of the day The day of the week You can have a whole list of activities That you want to schedule for yourself It's a free app Uh, I mean, you can get additional advanced features that you pay some money for, but uh, for uh, the price of zero, it uh, does an awful lot to remind you uh, to get up, and it eventually pushes your motivation a little bit because uh, you realize uh, you need to do it, and if it's a constant thing, which is there all the time, whatever the schedule is, so you can do it for a lot of things, and it's it's a very helpful helpful thing. We always need some kind of a tactic uh, that helps.
3: All right. Okay. As long as,
4: fitting in, as long as it fits into a strategy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever, at any point in your life, really not feel like exercising or not want to do something like an exercise? And if so, how did you finally get around that barrier?
4: Well, I guess you can't ask me, you ask me if I, at any point in my life it would be the other way around. Did I ever uh, oh, feel okay. motivated to exercise? Uh, so at mm-hmm. one time in my life, I went to the gym for a year. I basically didn't get much of a benefit out of it at that time, and I didn't do it. But uh, once I had a health issue, uh, I realized that exercise was critical and that the, the, uh, the treatment itself would be physically demanding and damaging. And if I wanted to come out of the treatment at least as uh, uh, strong or as uh, whatever capability I had as I went into it, I better start exercising. So I went to the gym, and I started doing resistance work, and high-interval high uh, training on the bike, uh, three days a week, uh, looked at the progress, and, uh, you know, you look, at, you look at the mileage meter, you look at the calories burned, and you see slowly but surely the numbers get better. Uh, the weights that you lift and move are uh, going up. And so, you know, you're doing some benefit to your body, and that's helping everything. And then when you find out how good it is for your brain and uh, preventing some of the dementia-related issues, uh, you know, that's more motivation. I think that's the biggest motivation from the people I talk to now. Most people are worried about, you know, mental uh, degradation over time. Mm -hmm. And whatever you can do to prolong youthfulness, exercise is a key. Get that oxygen in. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. That
4: was the motivation. It's only, you know, Mm in the last year and a half, so...
2: Harvey, thank you so much for calling in and sharing. Uh, You had made a really wonderful contribution to the show. And it's funny because just today I'm going over to a Verizon store where I bought my smartphone to program in some apps. So now I'm going to add that to the list. I like that a lot. Uh, Dr. Collins, uh, you had referenced uh, uh, Dr. Michael Joyner and the Mayo Clinic. What did you learn from that?
3: I did. Um, Dr. Michael Joyner shares about five really important tips about how to stay motivated with exercise. And um, there, for example, do the thing that you can do, which sounds so obvious, but I think a lot of people go out and try to do something that they really, they don't know how to do it yet. And it it may be a type of a movement or a type of exercise that takes a skill that they haven't yet learned, and then they get discouraged by that. So he says, don't try necessarily to do things that you're not used to do. Doing, know what you can do and work from there if you know that you're you like walking and you're, you have proper shoes your feet are fine you know start first with walking if you're considering something else make sure you get the skill training that you need first and then another one just incorporate exercise into your day everywhere. Um, dancing is exercise, uh, so um, even doing some dancing around the house, or recognizing that carrying things into the home, carrying your own groceries out, and loading your own groceries—you know—from the store, anything that you can do that's already a part of your day. Um, And he also says, please be careful, as you said, Joyce, at the beginning of the show, not to set unrealistic goals. I I just think it's so important, and I appreciate him saying this, to start with very small goals, very reachable goals. As soon as you realize you have reached those smaller goals, then begin to make your goals bigger. But there's nothing wrong with saying that you're going to walk for 10 minutes and see how it goes. You know, start with very realistic goals. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And folks again the show is designed to educate and inspire you. So we got past Sunday. If you were listening early, you know it does not exist. Go find a calendar that has Sunday in it. I promise you it does not exist. So given that, the next question to ask yourself is if not now. Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration. Achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication to get wealthy? It's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? What can I say, Dr. Collins, except that yet you delivered another very valuable show. I'm looking forward to our next show, which will be scheduled sometime relatively soon. It will be called Why Weight W-E-I-G-H-T, where Dr. Collins will talk about how important it is to stay fit, where today was the physical part, and that will lead more on nutrition and things like that. Anything you want to share about why you're excited about that show?
3: I'm very excited about that show because it goes hand-in-hand with the exercise, and there's so many associations between weight and so many different illnesses that we might be susceptible to. I think it's very important, and again, we're putting a lot of things off, and I just want to say one more time, everything counts, even the smallest movement counts, and when we get into why weight, even the smallest thing that you do for a healthy weight, which feels good, which is the most important quick motivator, is very important, and it all counts. And what counts
2: is staying in touch with Dr. Collins. She is an extraordinary resource. You can reach her at five six one three seven six zero zero eight four. Her website is creationbalance.com. dot com. dot com. You can find her on the, her website and on Facebook. Three seven six zero zero eight four five six one area code. Uh, Dr. Collins, give them an incentive as to why they should reach you to work with you or in your classes.
3: Well, I think um, some feedback that I get that might be a good incentive is that I make a big effort to meet everybody where they are. So it doesn't matter if you've exercised before or not. It doesn't matter if you've been doing a lot for your health, maybe have in the past and you need to get jump started again. I can definitely meet you where you are and we'll start there and we'll work together with the goals that are most important for you. Sounds good to me. I'm
2: gonna to have to schedule an appointment. Sounds <laughs> perfect. Uh, I think you're awesome. Uh, what? How would you like to sum up here? And what message would you like to leave our audience? What is your dominant message?
3: I think my dominant message Yes, my dominant message is today today is don't make it the far off goal that and someday you'll be healthy if you exercise now. Make it the goal of how you feel for exactly what you do today. Right now, if you're listening, imagine yourself sometime this afternoon doing something that has to do with movement, whether it's dancing or actual exercise or lifting, walking. Really see yourself doing it and how you're going to feel immediately in the moment how much better you're going to feel. Don't make it all about these far off ideas that you might be healthier one day. Make it for the right here and now.
2: As I said earlier, folks, I'm certainly not a health guru by any means, but I am a life coach, and I have done that for decades. So I just want to say something as regards to what Dr. Collins said. She said, make it your far-off goal, someday I'll be healthy, and we spent a lot of time telling you someday does not exist. So what I want to say about that is fake it till you make it Have affirmations I am healthy now Every day I am getting better and better Every day I'm getting a step closer We don't want you to use the word someday Do you concur, Dr. Collins?
3: I absolutely concur with that Now is what's important
2: Now is all there really is so That's it's right true. here, right now. Ask yourself, if not now, when. Um, you know, I know where you're coming from. And you see far away. Someday I'll, I'll lick this uh problem that I'm dealing with health-wise, emotionally, physically, but scratch that word from your vocabulary. All there ever is, is right now. And like I said, I have a book that beautifully says, Someday on Every Page, which I change and put over it today. Uh, And I did it with cutouts. I did it with crayons. I did it with quotes from magazines, books everywhere. So I invite you to find your way of doing a collage, which uh, Dr. Collins mentioned, or a journal uh, of anything that makes you feel good just in looking at it. Uh, That book certainly does make me feel that way. Okay, Uh, what would be your final word?
3: My final word is get moving.
2: Your final two words. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Yes, very good. And I want to share with you uh, my special prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health. Your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations May today be the first day, it is the first day of the rest of your life May it be the beginning of the very best of your life With extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune Attracting special people and opportunities, creating Magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. And, folks, we invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us. And you can do that right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Match.